Percy, here's a question for you. Would you rather live well or would you rather live long? Hey, 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 is that a trick question or <laughs> what, my friend? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, you know, Wayne, quite frankly, I, I, like most people, would love to have both if possible. Sure. But but in all seriousness, if, if I were forced to choose, I'd pick quality over quantity every time. And, and, and with that being said, that's probably something that we should have a discussion about today so we could clarify that. All right, great idea. So we will tackle the conversation today of living well as long as possible, even if it's for a short period of time. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm glad you made the decision to join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our program today, you have one life to live. Percy, um, that's pretty profound, isn't it, when you stop and think about it? It really is. And and again, when we kind of put the emphasis on that, then it forces us to really think about what is the essence of the life that we're living. And I think that that's where we want to go with this discussion for today. Well, as you well know, as a platform, Health, Hope, and Inspiration has been committed to speaking to the conversation of cancer and those impacted by it. And one of the core mental and emotional thresholds that the cancer community has to ponder is, will one live or die? And what type of quality of life can one sustain as a result of a cancer diagnosis? Well, yeah, you know, Wayne, there there are obviously many nuances and aspects that one will need to consider, obviously, when engaging in a conversation about having or supporting one with cancer. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, nothing more important than how is one's quality of life and how will that be impacted? I cannot tell you how many times as a hospital chaplain, I have been called to the bedside of patients or in a conference session with uh, caregivers to discuss quality of life at this point And what does that mean to mm-hmm. you? And what expectations uh, are you looking for that will support that school of thought? So we need to have a real honest and, and, and frank discussion about that today. Yeah. So it's going to focus on quality versus quantity. But we're not suggesting you shouldn't pursue a long life. I mean, that's that's. there's no question about that at all. Yeah, and we want to be very clear. You know, uh, at the end of the day, we are not suggesting that individuals should not pursue living a long life. Obviously, the pursuit of life, you know, and, and, and living as long as you possibly can should be all of our goal. But, you know, when we look at that, obviously the initial goal for anyone that's confronted with the cancer conundrum Uh, should be on living as long as possible. But I have also learned in many, many, many years of supporting cancer patients and their caregivers that one should also begin to consider what type of quality of life they want and deserve Mm -hmm. as well. And I think that that's an important uh, distinction. Uh, People deserve to have a quality of life. And at some point, if that gets challenged, uh, one needs to reassess what does that really mean and, and how, how should one pursue that? Well, let's talk about that. What do you mean when uh, you define quality of life? You know, it's, it's a great question, Wayne. And so from a uh, Webster's definition, quality is defined as how good or bad something is. Again, how good or bad something may be a high level of value or excellence. And so we want to frame our thinking 
and this discussion around that platform definition at the end of the day. There's, there's one descriptive term that, that I'd like to tie into Webster's definition of quality. Okay. So with that, you know, let's go to our spiritual nugget to establish another term that I want to tap into this definition. And okay. that would be found in uh, John's gospel, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse, very familiar passage of scripture. This will be our spiritual nugget that we want to kind of use here. And that is, I, Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, being Jesus, being Christ, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The word that I want to extrapolate from our spiritual nugget, Wayne, and tie back into Webster's definition is the word full. Mm -hmm. When we look at that and when we associate that in terms of quality, then we have something to really uh, wrap our thinking around. So the King James uh, articulates this as abundant, so also full or abundant. So a full or abundant life should be the goal for living a life of quality. All right. Well, we're going to have more conversation about this important topic here today on health, hope, and inspiration. But let me pause just long enough to pose this week's question to our listeners. We pose a question each week. This is kind of our way of doing research, isn't it, Percy? We like to see what our listeners are thinking about these things. So here's the question this week. Have you ever had to make choices that added quality to your life? And what were those choices. Have you ever had to make choices that added quality to your life? And what were those choices? Percy, any listener who would like to take just a few moments and answer these questions for us, it would be very much appreciated. You could do that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And believe me, these uh, answers are going to be read and maybe they will form uh, some of our future podcast conversations. For instance, recently, Percy, we had this question. What were some things you were thankful for that enabled you to work through a difficult situation in your life? And you've been looking at one of the responses. I do. I have a response from Pensacola, Florida. And basically, uh, one of our faithful listeners said this, I lost my mom very suddenly without any warning and was devastated. But I began to thank God for all of the wonderful moments and times I shared with her. And that really has helped me with my bereavement. Mm. I still miss her but she lives in my heart and memories that helps me to soothe my loss. Beautiful, um, beautiful, it is huh? beautiful. First yeah. of all, let us say uh, our sincere condolences to our listener there in Pensacola, Florida, and thank God that you've been able to find some, some consolation in, in the memories of the wonderful times that you shared with your mom and our prayers and our support go, go to you and to your family, yeah. my friend. Uh, sincerely, thank you for taking the time to answer the questions at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Look for the Cancer Center for Alexa skill. 
Well, Percy, let's get into the meat of our conversation here today on this issue of having one life to live, the pursuit of quality living with cancer. Yes, sir. So with that, this is a provoking uh, topic and thought, and it's important. We want people to begin to think about, you know, the quality of living and from our scriptural reference, uh, uh, we're being full or being abundant. And so we have three key points that, that, I, that I think will highlight and help us work through and be a little bit more uh, grounded in the idea of what quality living uh, should consist of. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I think and believe that any quality of life that anyone experiences that is meaningful and long lasting uh, is built around meaningful relationships. True, yeah. I've never met a person who, who, who has talked about their life or reflected upon their life and had some sense of closure that did not have significant, meaningful relationships that they can uh, stand on. And so first and foremost, when we talk about that, you know, meaningful relationships of faith, you know, your connection with God. At the end of the day, I think that when it's all said and done, uh, our meaningful relationship with, with our Creator, with our God, with our Lord, is the basis by which we build everything off of. It's the foundation, the ground level, of the bedrock, as one of our former uh, interviews once said, mm-hmm. that we build everything upon. And so what is, uh, how, how meaningful is one's relationship with God from a faith perspective? Yeah, when I you think come right really, down to it, things don't matter at this point in our life, do they? It's, it's people no, and relationships that matter. That's correct. Not things, not not accomplishments per se, but it's those core elements of things that we have really built as a foundational place in our life and faith, uh, your connection with God, building your re- your relationship with yourself upon your most holy faith. Let me say this. We have to have something to believe in. So this is my opportunity to preach a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and and so uh, I try not to be too preachy here, but, you know, we are talking about faith and, and, and God and et cetera. Sure. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, in some cases, Wayne, people can let us down. Certainly our jobs can let us down. Our careers can let us down. There's a lot of things that that are subject to fail us. But if we start first with the core dynamic of uh, building ourselves up in our most holy faith in relationship to the Lord of Lord and the kings of kings, the creator of the universe, we have a very solid foundation that when everything else is rocky around us, and that can happen, you know, marriages can dissolve sometimes, unfortunately, and et cetera, et cetera. We have a sure, firm foundation. And I think of the old uh, hymn, you know, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand, you know, all other ground is sinking sand. And so we have to have a bedrock that we start as a foundation. And so in order to start looking at the quality of our life, let's first establish our faith and our relationship with our God. Yeah. And very often, I'm sure you've seen this happen many, many times when we're faced with cancer, uh, and faced with this life or death question, the uh, the relationships that have gone sour come to mind. And it's a good time to, to reconcile with people, isn't it? It is. And so we can transition now into kind of the, uh, you know, the lateral relationships, you know, people around us. And of course, we start first with family. And we know that, you know, sometimes family dynamics can happen, things can take place, et cetera, et cetera but your connection with your family. Family ties and bonds are the bedrock of one's life beyond their faith because they they have such impact upon us. Uh, I know for me, 
uh, most most of my reference point of how I view myself, how I have defined myself is in relationship to much of my family dynamics with my mom and Indeed. with my dad Indeed, and, yeah. and et cetera. So again, of course, you know, if there are scenarios where there's been severed ties or misunderstandings or disagreements or what have you, this is a good opportunity to circle back and reconcile, you know, forgiving one another, you know, reconnecting and opening the lines of communication, et cetera, et cetera. Family is important and family relationships and family dynamics can really uh, add an element of quality to who we are as people that will allow us to go forward and be buoyed by those relationships, particularly when they are positive and when they are healthy and when they uh, when they bring value to us as an individual. Yeah, sometimes we just drift apart, don't we? I mean, many times geography divides us. But again, this is a great time for us to take stock and come back together as family. You're right, because sometimes it's not even a matter of something that we're said and done. It's just it just can be a matter of time and space mm-hmm. that we've drifted one from another. And so, again, taking stock of those things that are important that you have direct control over that you can reach out, pick up the phone, send a text message, an email, a card. I know I come from a family of card givers. And so, (laughs) you know, again, any of those dynamics to touch base with and reconnect and reaffirm, hey, I love you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for, for caring about me and vice versa goes a long way in adding quality back to the essence of who we are as people. So meaningful relationships are indeed a a part of a quality, the quality of life, relationship with God, relationship with family. How about friends? Well, you know, friends, I, I heard an old philosopher say one time, if you've got one or two good friends, that are close, that you love and that you cherish, consider yourself a fortunate young man or woman. And so friends become uh, can become a very important critical factor. And so uh, your connection uh, with good or toxic friendships matter at the end of the day. And this is an opportunity to take stock as well with regard to the relationships that you have with friendships. And in some cases, there may be some relationships from a friend perspective that may not be of value or benefit. It is actually taking away from your quality of life. Mm. This becomes now an opportunity to do addition by subtraction Mm -hmm. that, you know, you may need to discontinue those toxic relationships or end those relationships that are draining you, that are mentally and emotionally pulling you into a negative space or place. This gives our opportunity to reevaluate and make some qualitative choices and some qualitative decisions. And so on the good side and on the bad side, you have an opportunity to reevaluate those friendships that either are adding value to you or maybe detracting value from you because the goal here is to live a quality life and to surround yourself with individuals that are aiding and assisting in that pathway. And scripture speaks to this. And so to that point, let's, let's cement this with the word of God. Proverbs, the 18th chapter, verse 24 tells us, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And so with this, 
if you have unreliable friends or unreliable negative relationships in your life, there is an opportunity to look at that and to make some core decisions. But even along with that school of thought, we have an additional scripture, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 that says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And of course, typically we use this scripture to highlight uh, fellowshipping and gathering together at church, but there's a bigger and, and larger universal principle here at work that when you understand your relationship with your with your Lord, with family and friends, part of the dynamic is that that's where you find encouragement. That's where you find strength. That's where you find a sense of community and you need to place some uh, investment in all three of those areas. Because again, no deposit equals no return. So you must invest in your relationship with God. You must invest in your relationship with your family and you should invest in your relationship with friends and you get to prioritize how much of that is going to be adding to your life by making sure that it is built upon a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. Well, we're helping each other here today and thank you. There's much more to come, of course, on Health, Hope and Inspiration, pointing out to each other that we have one life to live. And uh, Mm. Percy, I want to pick up more about uh, what you mean by a full and abundant life here in just a moment, but we have a free resource called The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer. I suspect that uh, much of what we've talked about already is in this resource. That is correct, and it'll 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 be built around uh, much of the core commentary here, and there'll be some additional speaking points that'll be added to that resource. Good. But again, something that you can have in a written format that you can read and that you can share with others uh, as a document that will be available uh, to just kind of uh, continue to encourage and build on the idea of what a quality life is at the end of the day and how to pursue it. So if what we're talking about strikes a chord with you, why don't you download the free resource, The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer. It's available free of charge at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download it there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, we've talked about meaningful relationships, but there's more that makes up an abundant life. And once you begin to start working on your meaningful relationships and and really, really adding Uh, a qualitative dynamic to that, you know, by either what you add or what you subtract from your relationships, then you need to transition and move into meaningful activities of love. And I want to highlight the last piece of love. Mm -hmm. Things that that basically uh, bring you a, a certain kind of dynamic in your soul and in your heart and in your consciousness, uh, investing time and resources only in doing those things that bring you joy, peace, love, and contentment. And this is important because 
uh, you know, when, when I look at and talk to people that I've counseled and people who have uh, taken me into their confidence to share uh, around certain things, uh, it has become very abundantly clear to me that many people are are actually engaging in activities that don't bring love into their life, that are counterintuitive, counterproductive, and harmful. And so every individual needs to sit down and kind of take stock of what type of activities do I engage in consciously or unconsciously that 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 add value to me, that adds quality to me, that is helping me mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually be the best uh, person that I can be, that at the end of the day, uh, it helps to de-stress me. It is not adding conflict or confusion in my life. Uh, and again, that's why initially we talked about toxic relationships, because again, there can be activities that come out of toxic relationships that then become counterintuitive to one. So with that being said, divest in activities and relationships that are toxic to you at the end of the day. If it is stressing you out, if it is keeping you in a state of conflict or confusion with yourself, uh, uh, that if it promotes doubt, if, if you're doing things that facilitate you feeling unworthy at the end of the day, these are all examples of, of activities that are not in your best interest that allows you to have a quality of living or a full or abundant life. And so, you know, Wayne, you may have experienced or seen people also that there's just things that they do that, you know, if, <laughs> if they could just change some behavior patterns, mm -hmm. places that they uh, go uh, in, in, again, events that they, that they uh, are part of, that just doesn't help to create a helpful and a hopeful uh, sense of well-being. And we have a scripture that actually supports the school of thought. Okay. So, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 tells us, be on your guard. Oh, how interesting is that? Mm -hmm. Stand firm in the faith, be courageous, uh, do everything in love. Beautiful. If, if the activities that we are engaging in does not promote a sense of peace, contentment, a healthy being, uh, a, a, a sense of satisfaction, we need to make the decision today to discontinue that. Yeah. And if that's and if it's associated with people, then we're going to have to also take a good look at those relationships that's associated with those activities. Yeah, as well. we're not saying it's going to be easy, and you have to be very, very honest with yourself. And it's going to take some hard work to divest yourself, as you say. Yeah, you're going to have to look in the mirror, and you're going to have to take some examination, and you're going to have to really sit and say, at the end of the day, what is adding value to me as a person? as a believer, as a spiritual being, as a man, as a woman, and then begin to, I think, create a checklist. You know, when I do this or when I'm, when I'm with this person, this makes me feel X, Y, and Z. Uh, this leaves me in a negative state. This causes stress in my life. Uh, this makes me angry when I do this or when I'm with this person. So I begin using an analysis and an assessment because the goal at the end of the day, going back to our title is, you only have one life to live and it's yours to do what you choose, but you are behind the wheel of the car. And according to our scriptures, Jesus said that I've come that we may have life and have it more abundantly, but the thief. So there are different things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. scenarios that can steal from us yep. that try to steal, kill and destroy our sense of value and well-being. But Jesus said, I came that you would have a life that's full or abundant. Well, we've got to do the work to assure 
that we're accessing the fullness and the abundant life that God and Jesus promised to us. Well, for even more on this point, download the resource, The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. So we've talked about what makes for a full, abundant life, meaningful relationships with God, with our family, with friends, and meaningful activities of love. But there's a third point that you'd like to make. Yes, sir. And that would be meaningful resolutions of conflicts. Uh, I've learned now at this ripe old age, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, (laughs) that, you know, as we walk through the planet, you know, we pick up and we come into contact with people, places and things that can create conflict in our lives that we we bump up against. We rub up against scenarios and situations that can conflict with who we are, what we are attempting to do and be. And in some cases, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, if I could use a NASCAR analogy, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're bumping our cars into each other and we're sharing paint. We're rubbing mm. paint off of each other. <laughs> yeah. <if you> will. <laughs> and so, you know, the cars in NASCAR typically don't finish from a paint perspective the way that they started. They got scratched. They got bruised. They got bumped a little bit. Well, that's true about us as human beings. We're in life and we're bumping up against people, places and things that may have left us a bit scarred or scraped, if you will, or dented or damaged. And so it is uh, imperative that we begin to kind of have some resolutions of the conflicts in our life. And so closing the loop, if possible, to unaddressed issues, concerns with people or occurrences that may have happened in our lives. Because again, we don't always get to control what we bump into and what the impact of that may be. But we may have to take our car and put it in the shop and do some repair work, have a dent pulled out here and there, do a little bondo and kind of cover up that area uh, that got dented in. And so uh, some of the areas that I'd like to highlight, some of the things in life that have hurt us, hurts that we've experienced, you know, damage received from the actions of others. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, it's significant. And as I listen to the current landscape of of now the awareness and more of an open dialogue about mental illness and, you know, mental health and what what, what people are dealing with from a stress perspective, uh, by and large, in many cases, it is damage that has been caused by actions of others, you know, as a child with family members, uh, people in workplaces. And so we've got to do our part and we've got to make sure that at the end of the day, we are addressing those areas and, and that we're finding a means by which to have some sort of resolution, closure. Uh, when I first got into the business of chaplaincy, uh, I had never heard the term used in the context of helping people have closure is probably one of the most important things that I ever did and mm. still do with cancer patients because there are unresolved issues that people have not addressed or uh, or talked about or, or put closure to. So hurts damages and received from actions of others. Okay. And and then disappointments. Well, you know, life is about being disappointed. Hmm. We get disappointed by things that we have expectations about that we thought or that we felt. And so anticipated expectations that did not materialize. I'll share and be very candid with you. You know, I was a pretty decent athlete growing up and I, you know, my hopes and dreams was to be a professional NBA basketball player. Well, that didn't work out. And at the end of the day, you know, I had to come to terms with, well, what else you going to do? <laughs> and, 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 and what else are you going to turn your attention and your affection and your dedication toward? 
And I know that that sounds pretty trivial at the end of the day, but there's probably something that all of us at some point have been, you know, disappointed about that we anticipated and had an expectation that just did not materialize. Could be relationships. It could be the job scenario. There's a thousand and one different things that at the end of the day, we've got to put some closure to in terms of things that have disappointed us or that we've been disappointed by with uh, people, places, and events in our life. And it's one of the beauties of why, starting with having a good relationship with God, so much of this that we are talking about, we receive strength and resources by the Spirit of God and by the fruits of the Spirit that will allow us to work through, again, our hurts, and in this particular case, our disappointments. Boy, and so then, helpful. Yeah, there's, a, there's one more, isn't there? Yeah, and then lastly, our misunderstandings. As we, uh, as let's go back to the NASCAR example. As our car bumps into another car on the racetrack, there are things that we misunderstand. We thought somebody said something, or we thought someone meant something. Uh, we can misinterpret, you know, actions of people or statements or, or things that have been uh, said, perceptions or what have you. So there are times that we have a lot of misunderstanding with people, places, and things. And so, real or perceived interpretations of deeds words or motives of others that have caused offense in our life. And how true is that as we've walked through the planet that at the end of the day, we've been offended. You know, someone hurt our feelings. Someone said something to us or we thought someone meant one thing that maybe was true or maybe just perceived. But at the end of the day, we still walked away with that offense in our heart and in our mind and in our consciousness. And so when we understand, you know, having meaningful resolution of conflicts of hurts, disappointments, and misunderstandings, here's our spiritual nugget that'll help us to get to that point. Please. And that's found in Colossians 3, 12 and 14. And it says this, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. What a perfect prescription. It is. It's awesome when we sit and think about it. And that's why our answers is found in our spiritual relationship with God. And that's why that's the bedrock and the foundation of everything that we build upon. And our second uh, spiritual nugget is found in Ecclesiastes 7, 8, and 9. And it says this, the end of a matter is better than its beginning. And patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. Amazing, wow. At the end of the day, Wayne, and for someone listening today, you have been hurt, someone has said something to you, something may have taken place in your life. If you want to live the quality, abundant life or the full life that Jesus promised to us, you're gonna have to commit to resolving whatever those conflicts were and are so that you can rise above that. Particularly when you talk about dealing with cancer, you do not have the time or the energy to allow yourself to dwell upon things that have happened, that have hurt you because you need to focus all of your resources on living the fullest, best life that you can live today. 
And that's the goal. And that is the hope for everyone that is listening to this broadcast. And the result will be a full and abundant life as Jesus promised. The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer is our free resource, and it's the very notes that you've heard in conversation form here today from Percy. So download this free resource, The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer, at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And while you're there at the website, go ahead and answer this week's question. Have you ever had to make choices that added quality to your life, and what were those choices? We'd love to hear from you this week. Well, Percy, this has been so powerful and so meaningful. Thank you for putting this together and helping us think through the fact that we have one life to live, so let's make the very most of it. But I know you have some closing thoughts in mind. So with that, the conclusion of the matter is simply this, and I hope someone is listening today. As I stated earlier, Martin Luther King once said, shortly before his untimely departure, like many men or like any man, I would like to live a long life, and longevity has its place but I'm not concerned about that now. Hmm. As he's helping us to understand, he was focusing on the big picture at hand. Yes, yes. So perhaps we can all be well served by making better investments in the quality of our lives and not so much in the quantity of our lives. At the end of the day, we may not be able to determine how long we live, but we certainly can influence how well we live. Remember, You only have one life to live, so let's live it to the full. According to John 10.10, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Live the full abundant life today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Great life-giving verses here today from God's Word. Thank you, Percy. We'll see you next time, right? Absolutely. Until then, remember, we've got work to do, folks, so keep chopping the wood. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.